Welcome in everyone to the fourth episode of Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live. This is a podcast covering Central Kentucky uh, dirt racing and like I said this is our fourth edition and uh, I am Josh Chasteen. I'm in Richmond. I'm joined uh, by Wes Lanham and uh, also uh, Jeff Soxie is going to be on here with us this evening as a guest co-host uh, with us. So uh, looking forward to uh, another podcast here with you all this evening. I do want to ask, uh, just want to take a minute here and we're trying to get our, our viewership up, trying to get some more uh, eyes on this thing. And uh, uh, you know, I feel like it's one of those things where we've had some good conversations with some drivers and promoters and talked to several people and really have learned some things about some of these guys that, uh, Wes, I think you'll agree that we, we wouldn't have known otherwise. And, and it's, uh, it's been a joy. I think more people would like to, like to, like to hear it as well. So we want to get some more people on here. If you don't mind, uh, hit that hit that share button and uh, help us out. Uh, so Wes, I, I I do, man. I think it's been awesome. Some of these conversations we've been able to have. What do you think, man? Yeah, I've loved it, and and to learn a lot of these uh, drivers and and to talk to Brandon Hargrove uh, last Sunday and get to know him better and hear stories about his dad uh, when he ran the track and and raced you know, back years and years ago and, and just to learn, learn these drivers and, and learn their personality to, to just kind of get to know them and, and to hear about their story and a lot of them being from racing families. It's just really been a cool deal. I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree, man. And Jeff, I'll ask you the same as well. Uh, this is your first time uh, guest hosting here with us this evening. First of all, thank you for coming on here with us. But uh, have you enjoyed some of the conversations that we've been able to have? Have you learned anything about anybody? Has there been anything that stood out to you so far with any of the the interviews that we've done? I, you know, being new to the area, learning a little history on the racetracks is uh, really fun for me. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, it is fun. And like I said, I mean, I grew up here my whole life and, and you know, we've talked to uh, the three drivers, the late model drivers we had on here the first week there uh, with Florence for the North-South 100 uh, uh, and uh, several others. We've had uh, Logan Preston on the show. Th those are people that I've known for a long time and yet I feel like I know them a little bit better now that I've had them on here on the podcast and just being able to learn a little bit about them and their race and history and, and, uh, and some other things. So it's been fun. Uh, it has. It has. It's been a whole lot of fun. So again, if you don't mind, just share this out. Let's try to get some more people on here. And uh, I think the more people we have watching this, the more people participating and, and joining us, the the better shot we'll have to keep getting some some good drivers uh, on here and and more drivers, more interest in it overall. Well, the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is uh, the. It's been a busy month month of August for us here in Kentucky. We've had some uh, some big events. The Crown Jewel at at, at Florence. Uh, we had the Butterball at Richmond. And just last night, the Harold Hargrove Memorial at Lake Cumberland Speedway. It's been an awesome month of racing. But let's talk about the Harold Hargrove Memorial. You guys were both there in the stands last night. Uh, I'll start with you, Wes. Uh, give, give me your take on, on the evening overall. Well, just an awesome sight to see around 130 race cars on the, on the grounds in five different classes. Um, the pit area was full of fans. The stands were packed. I mean, it was standing room only. What a show. What a way to honor uh, the late Harold Hargrove. Uh, just a super night. Um, I know it was a late night, but it was well worth it. 
and uh, I had a blast. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Well, it was fun. I, it was just the path. It was just crazy. I mean, uh, it was to the point where I think it was pretty much, you know, that was every seat in the house, I think. And uh, the pit area, that was full up. <laughs> I, th- I think they were surprised by 130 cars, to tell you the truth. Um, when I had walked into the pit area, I had uh, just found out that Rock Castle uh, was not going to be running. And I went over to Brendan Hargrove and said, hope you got room in the pits. There might be more cars coming. And uh, he <laughs> says, we're already pretty full. <laughs> yes, they were full, man. I tell you what, but how about the racing on the track? I mean, from the drop of the green flag and the heat race with the uh, with the super late models, we'll talk about them for just a second. But the drop of the green flag, that first heat race uh, coming to the line, that was a close finish there with uh, Skylar Marler and uh, and Victor Lee, and that just got things going. Overall, it was a fun night. Uh, Josh Rice, of course, came home with a win. He was the fan favorite. We put out a poll asking everybody who we thought, who they thought would be the winner of the Harold Hargrove Memorial, and they ended up being right, Josh Rice. I was too, Wes, so we're tied 2-2 on this uh, steak dinner challenge. That's exactly right. We're tied 2-2. Uh, I picked my boy Eli Beats. Uh, he still had a good night, but he, uh, he just needed a little bit more horses to get him that W. Uh, but yeah, just a just a great night of racing. Um, awesome to see thirty three cars compete uh, in that super late model race. Some of those being crate late models, but they give a little bonus to those guys, and uh, still a great show. And then thirty five open wheel modifieds and Cole Falloway come away with the victory. Just a a stacked field of cars in every class last night. I was I was really um, happy to see uh, that amount of cars come out. Uh, great car count and and tough competition. Like I said, throughout the field. So yeah, we're two to two on the steak dinner challenge. Yeah, I agree. But it was it was a great night there at at, at uh, Lake Cumberland Speedway, and I know it was what Brandon Hargrove was hoping for and looking forward to, and I think his expectations were were probably exceeded there, and just so happy to see that. I think it's a good thing for racing here in Central Kentucky, seeing all these events going on, and 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 having so much success with everything else going on in the world. So overall, just happy to see it. Great night there, and uh, and and you know, like I said, just happy for everybody there at Lake Cumberland Speedway. Uh, well, we originally on the podcast this evening and planned on having uh, Chris Tilly on with us from the Valvoline Ironman Late Model Series, but uh, unfortunately, uh, Chris had something come up this evening and he was he's not able to be on here with us. Uh, but Wes, a, a last minute call there, and you were able to get uh, Mr. Michael to Spain, the voice of the uh, Valvoline Ironman Late Model Series, on here with us. Uh, Spanky, thank you. Thank you so much for taking just a few minutes of your time here to join us this evening. Uh, guys, thanks so much for uh, allowing me to join you all. I really appreciate it, and, um, and I'm honored to get set in and chat racing with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, listen, man, uh, you, you had the best seat in the house last night for the Harold Hargrove Memorial. Uh, overall, we've kind of set our take on how things went for the evening. Uh, we're going to let you do the same, man. Well, you know, uh, I thought... First off, uh, phenomenal uh, turnout of race cars, not only Super Late Models, but in all the classes. Super turnout, great fan support uh, to honor the memory of the late Harold Hargrove at Lake Cumberland Speedway last night. Um, 
Valvoline Ironman late model series, uh, we had 33 entries. Victor Lee led the first lap. And what was significant about leading laps last night, there was there was a spot, several uh, individual sponsors, uh, businesses and whatnot. Uh, Brandon had got a deal together where it was $50 a lap to lead a lap. And uh, Josh Rice was able to work around the outside of Victor Lee there on the second lap and, and grabbed the race lead. And uh, when it was all said and done, he had won – uh, or led 49 of the 50 laps and uh, just an interesting tidbit uh, $10,022 uh, from what we can gather was the most that had ever been paid to win a super late model event at Lake Cumberland Speedway but with the lap money uh, accrued last night by Josh Rice uh, his victory was worth $12,472 so uh, and I know uh, after uh, he felt like he gave one away last week uh, uh, at the Butterball no, uh, Josh felt uh, he be, he felt very uh, redeemed uh, with his victory last night. And uh, man, what can you say when the racetrack's got a top side on it? Josh Rice just does what Josh Rice does. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's tough to beat any track in the country. If it's got if it's top dominant, he's going to be there at the end. Actually, the part, no, oh, sorry about that. I was going to say the part that I thought was interesting is over the last ten laps, Zach Dolm started to slowly reel him in just a little bit. And uh, I was just curious what was going to happen if there would be maybe one or two more restarts because uh, he was starting to figure the bottom out really good. And Dome's a guy, you know, that is notoriously uh, – he, he's always really, really good around the bottom. You know, uh, you can think back the last two or three years, some of his good runs that he's had at Eldora. You see a lot of guys in the middle and the top, but uh, Zach's, you know, bottom feeding right there, catfishing around the bottom. But uh, – uh, he was good, and he did. You know, uh, Josh actually made contact with a with a lap car last night, trying to go between a couple of cars on the final lap, and it allowed Dome uh, to close in. He actually shaved off about a second and two tenths of uh, Rice's lead on that last lap, and uh, Josh only able to win it. Uh, I think the official margin of victory was .532 seconds last night. Yeah, I saw that. He was he got in lap traffic there behind. Uh... Logan Walls and Tommy Bailey and I said this is going to get interesting uh, right here with the with the last uh, handful of laps to go. Uh, Dom was closing on him for sure. Yeah, and Spanky, you see as many more races than any of us. And like I said, you've got the best seat in the house. And just looking at it from your perspective, you know, doesn't it seem like Zach Dome, while well, we were talking about him there for a second, but Zach Dome, I mean, he's one of those guys, like by the end of the race, it just seems like he's always going to be there. And sometimes he almost comes out of nowhere. The last week at the Butterball, he said his car was way off, but he ended up sneaking up through there, finishing second. He just seems like one of those guys that's always there at the end. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and um, we talked about it there last night in the post-race interview. Uh, right around mid-season, I'm going to say around 4th of July, maybe a little bit before that, uh, they've had some struggles, but uh, they've got their program turned around going in the right direction right now. And, um, you know, he's had a lot of second and third place uh, podium finishes here over the, about the last six or eight weeks or so. And um, um, he's going to – the young man, he's going to knock him off a big one somewhere before the end of the season. And uh, – you know, he, Dome reminds me so much of what uh, uh, Mike Jewell used to do back years and years ago uh, in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, you know, he would venture down from Indiana and come to Kentucky and, and seem like take a lot of, uh, of the Bluegrass State cash back to uh, uh, across north of the river with him. And, you know, here the last three or four years, Zach Dome's been able to make the drive from uh, down 64 from West Virginia there. And uh, he's carried a lot of he's carried a lot of loot from the Bluegrass State back to the Mountaineer State with him. <laughs> yeah, he really has, man. You ain't kidding. 
And one of the you know, one of the things that I wonder about, just you know, thinking about that particular race there, you you talked about. I do. I know we kind of switched to Zach uh, Zach Dome there, but talking about Josh Rice, I know it had to have been absolutely heartbreaking for him, being you know the, all the talk around the North South One Hundred, all the anticipation leading up to that. I think looking at Dirt on Dirt and some of those guys, man, every they were they were all talking about Josh Rice, and I know that wasn't the outcome he was wanting. Uh, out of that race and then to follow that up and lead all but the last two laps at the butterball got up too high there and and lost the lead with two to go but to be able to redeem himself there with that big win at the Harold Hargrove Memorial uh, I know that had to have been a big relief for for those guys the north south 100 at Florence so much pressure was on him and James both every time I walked by their haulers and race cars just floods of people uh, the entire weekend, and they were uh, they were kind of the fan favorite as well as uh, I guess kind of had a bounty on both of them to uh, to watch for to get the big victory um, for the seventy five thousand to win North South one hundred and just a lot of pressure on those guys. I, I just couldn't imagine, and basically three weekends in a row uh, for for Josh and James both with. North-South 100, the Butterball, and, and then the Harold Hargrove Memorial. So hats off to him for uh, getting that win last night. And uh, you know it has to be tough with all the pressure uh, on those guys, from, especially from all of us in the state, you know, uh, really wanting to see those guys do well. Yeah, it is. Do you think that's something they feel – Michael, you being around these drivers so much, do you think that kind of pressure is something that they, they definitely feel on themselves? Oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, there's uh, – in, in the day and time we live in with social media and stuff that it is and, and you know, all the uh, talk it's, that's out about this particular driver or that particular driver, uh, you know, these guys, uh, they feel the pressure, and I'm sure some of them, you know, uh, sometimes maybe they put a little more added pressure on themselves to, you know, to try to perform to, uh, to, to live up to those expectations, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm sure you're right. Well, Spanky, you've got some big events with the with the Valvoline Ironman uh, late model series coming up. You all have had a big year. It seems like you've been you've been all over the all over the country, at least our part of the country. Uh, but there's a big race coming up this weekend, uh, Friday night at Ponderosa and some others. So I want to talk to you about that. The Pete Abel Memorial coming up on Friday night at at Ponderosa Speedway. Uh, yes, this Friday night, uh, September 2nd, will be the 24th annual Pete Abel Memorial at Ponderosa Speedway. They're just outside of Junction City, Kentucky. The race was originally scheduled to take place back on August 5th, but uh, Mother Nature intervened there on that deal. And uh, when Brandon rescheduled the race for this weekend, it went from a 5000 It'll now pay $10,000 to win the Pete Abel Memorial event. Uh, it'll actually be the, uh, I think, the second or no, third time maybe that this race has paid $10,000 to win. Uh, for the Ironman, uh, Valvoline Ironman Late Model Series. And uh, we'll also have our Bruce Bill Performance Parts Ironman Open Wheel Modified Southern Series uh, in action, uh, racing for $1,500 to win. And then uh, also in competition at Ponderosa Speedway, there'll be Crate Late Models for $1,500 to win, uh, Super Stocks $1,000 to win, and uh, the Mini Stocks Front Wheel Drive and wheel, Rear Wheel Drive together um, going to be $500 to win there. And... Um, 
you know, we've, we've been at Ponderosa two or three times already this season and uh, uh, kind of a deal. Um, the racetrack has been very, very good. And, you know, sometimes you get in a situation where if a racetrack's not raced on a lot, sometimes it's not the best. But, uh, man, Larry Yance does a phenomenal job of uh, getting that racetrack ready over Ponderosa Speedway. I think uh, he knows that dirt about as good as he knows the backs of his hand, back of his hands, you know. <laughs> and uh, uh, But always has a great racing surface for the competitors there. And, uh, yeah, we look, we look forward to, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of selfish when you have, when they're less than an hour from home, you call them on a home, a home game, man. And anytime you can race that close to home, that's always a plus. And, uh, uh always look forward to getting the opportunity to go to Ponderosa and, and uh, looking forward to this Friday night. I think we're going to have a good turnout of race cars and, uh, hope the fans will come out and support this uh, big event this Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. And you all have had some really good races. Uh, earlier in the season there at uh, Ponderosa Speedway. Um, something Josh and I were talking about. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Pete Abel? Uh, give some history and background on him. Yes. Uh, Pete Abel was a longtime uh, veteran racer from uh, over uh, in the Marion County area, just outside of Lebanon, uh, in, in between the Lebanon and Bradfordsville area. Um, always, uh, his car number was seven. Uh, he was a teammate, uh, well, actually a teammate. Uh, they were family. He raced with Jackie Wicker. They raced together for many years. Jackie ran number 11, uh, and Pete ran number seven and, uh, family business Riverside Tavern was always on, uh, on their race cars. And, um, Pete, uh, competed uh, the old Taylor County Speedway a lot back in the seventies when I was a kid. I don't know. My dad raced with him some there. Um, once in a while you would see him venture down to the old Barron County Speedway some in the 80s uh, but uh, later on in his career you know actually you know he made Ponderosa Speedway that was his Friday night home for for many many seasons and uh, unfortunately uh, uh, the racing world lost Pete uh, to an automobile incident in 19 and uh, uh, I believe it was 1994 and um, then the following season uh, then uh, Ponderosa Speedway track promoter David Furl, they started the Pete Abel Memorial event uh, in 1995. Yeah, it's always good, and, and I, I feel like you're, you're a historian, man, and all those sort of things. And I remember early on when we first started dirt racing in the bluegrass, we had you work on some stuff for us, some history of Taylor County Speedway, Barron County Speedway. So it's always good to hear those stories. And I know you tell it at the track, it seems like, every time at these memorial races, but it's always good to hear uh, who who these races races are about uh, with with Pete Abel there, uh, something I'd always wondered about. And Spanky, we're we're looking forward to this coming Friday night, Ponderosa Speedway, Valvoline Ironman Series. We can't wait to see you there. I want to say I'm going to let Wes and Jeff uh, say what they want as well. But I I want to personally thank you for coming on here and joining us for for a few minutes this evening. Uh, it wasn't long ago Wes and I were on this podcast. We were talking about we we certainly think you're one of the best in the business. We've enjoyed uh, being around you over the years. And uh, and and again, like I said, thank you, thank you so much for coming on here and spending some time with us tonight. Hey, guys, thanks so much. And if I could just take about a minute right here real quick, I just want to mention a couple of other races. Um, September 14th, the, the Scorcher returns to Volunteer Speedway in Bulls Gap, Tennessee. Uh, Valvoline Ironman Lake Model Series will be uh, take, uh, sanctioning that event on Wednesday, September 14th. Uh, one big one that uh, the, the series is very, very honored to get to be a part of. Um, 
after this week, the pavement comes up at North Wilkesboro, and October 7th and 8th, uh, the first the first actual racing events are going to take place on dirt at North, Wilkes, North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. And um, I believe it's the first time that they've raced on dirt at Wilkesboro since either 57 or 58. Um, it's October 7th and 8th, 5,000 to win on October 7th and 10,000 to win on October 8th. And, um, you know, we're we're blessed to uh, get to be a part of that. And I um, want to thank uh, you guys for having me on and uh, for everybody listening. Thank you for your support of the Valvoline Ironman Late Model Series. Uh, uh, drivers and fans, uh, we couldn't do it without you all. And uh, you guys have got a great thing going right here. And uh, keep up the good work. And, uh, Josh, just a side note, rib West Lanham every chance you get <laughs> because he deserves every bit of it, okay? <laughs> you got it, buddy. No Amen problem. To that. Amen to that. Uh, Spanky, I, uh, I appreciate you as well uh, coming on here and and what you do for uh, for the racing community uh, in our state and uh, throughout the uh, region in, you know, Ohio, Indiana, Tennessee as well. Um, and just uh, – I've been here in Campbellsville now for uh, a little over four years, and uh, we've got our our racing friendship. But you and I are are friends also away from the track, and uh, we go to church together. And uh, I really really look up to you, and uh, as a friend, and and you know somebody that uh, is very special in my life, and and I really really enjoy. Um, our, uh, our our talks about racing but you know also our talks you know at church about the lord and and i appreciate you know how how you kind of go out and close um every race that that you're in victory lane and you know giving god all the credit um and, and that's just super and uh and i just thank you for that and uh man you just you're just a number one in my book <laughs> well i pre. <laughs> I appreciate that, man, and uh, and I feel the same way about you. And uh, you know, uh, we're that's one of the things we're supposed to do is be a beacon for Christ. And uh, what a better way to uh, you know witness to uh, people about Jesus Christ than uh, than to do it in in front of a large crowd of people. So uh, maybe that sounds kind of silly to some people, but uh, that's just that's my belief, and uh, and I'm going to continue to do that. That, that's awesome, guys. And hey, since since Wes brought it up, why don't you do something for us? We opened the show with your coming to green. We always do. It's a part of our intro video. I can't think of a better thing to open a show with. <laughs> why don't you sign off here with us tonight, like you just the same as you would if you're signing off on Friday night at Ponderosa Speedway? Can you do that for us? Uh, closing out tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be glad to. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, we always thank the race fans, whatever track we're at, you know, for spending our hard-earned money. And on behalf of the promoter and, and Chris Tilly and all of us with the Valvoline Ironman Late Model Series, we thank you for joining us here this evening. Uh, as you make your way to the exit, remember to buckle up. It is the law. Leave the speed to the guys and gals on the racetracks. And uh, when Sunday rolls around, please visit the church of your choice and worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who makes all things in this life possible. And as always, we'll catch you down the road at the races. Thank you so much, and God bless. I love it. I love thank, it. Thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate it. We'll see you Friday night. All right. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you Friday. All right. Sounds thank good. You,
All right, so Spanky to Spain on here on the podcast with us. Uh, Wes, I told you, man, it was a late, late sort of change there with uh, Chris Tilly not being able to make it. I said, well, man, I'm excited about having Michael to Spain. Uh, growing up around these parts and, and, you know, it's like when, when you show up at a racetrack and you hear Spanky to Spain is on the mic, you know it's going to be a big night. That's exactly right. I, I hated that um, Chris Tilly couldn't make it. Uh, on our show tonight we we'd really in, anticipated to, to have a big show with him um unfortunately he couldn't uh, couldn't make it on tonight and we'll definitely have him on um down the road uh into the future on a uh on a later show but uh it's funny because uh, i was talking to spanky last night uh, just as soon as i got to lake cumberland speedway and uh we were walking through the pits and um uh, I got to talking to him and he was talking about our podcast and I said, listen, your time's coming. I said, you're going to be on there with us and uh, sooner than later. Well, then I call him this evening and uh, leave him a voicemail and he calls me back. I said, well, I said, sooner than later. I said, can you be on the show tonight? And he said, I'll, I'll do what I can. So, <laughs> that's uh, funny. That's, yeah. that's cool how that worked yeah. out. And, uh, and he was going to be on here sooner. Uh, sooner than later anyway and uh, it just happened to work out tonight so uh awesome way to to get our our night started off with uh with some insight from uh michael to spain there and uh valvoline uh, iron man late model series yeah i agree man well we're gonna get to tyler hayes here on the podcast as well but just real quick i do want to touch on something the big news here uh, in our area last week was uh, the uh, Thunder Mountain Speedway over there in Corbin had their first practice and they're going to have their first event coming up on uh, Monday, September 5th. Uh, uh, that is Labor Day. Uh, but, you know, that is just seeing pictures. That is an absolute unbelievable facility over there. And, and uh, I'm excited to have another track, although I'm going to talk to both of you about this, uh, Wes and Jeff, both of you. I want you to chime in. I think one of the best things I was concerned for one reason, we've got so many tracks running same night here in our area on Saturday night. So my one concern was, how's it going to work out having so many tracks and, and and it just seems like if everybody tries to run saturday in that equation somebody's going to lose and everybody's going to lose in some way so but they they are running friday nights they put a little schedule out so glad to see that but and also glad to see that they're that they're running as well yeah I, i'm tickled uh, that this has finally um come to pass i know they've had some uh some issues and battles trying to get opened up and i know that uh they have worked really hard um on on getting open and and dennis barton and his family and and staff have uh have worked and you know me being originally from corbin i really uh really love to see that um you know coming to pass and and as you said it is beautiful up on top of that mountain I can remember going up there and sitting in the pouring rain and they were working on uh, configuring and constructing the track. And I was sitting with uh, my cousin, Big Tommy Lanham, and we sat there in the in the truck. I think that was back in uh, 2017, if, if my memory uh, uh, is correct. And we were sitting there just kind of talking and, and, and envisioning, and he had talked to Dennis a lot about um, – his uh 
his dream for that track and and in that area so tickled to death to uh to see that uh track and them gonna you know work with the local tracks and run on friday nights and i think it's a win-win for everybody in the area just a quick break we're gonna go and 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 uh, play our our video once again we have to do this for our podcast we've got some ads in there this week we've had we finally had enough uh, viewers on our podcast with this is exciting uh we appreciate all the fans and support and we've got enough uh followers on our podcast and you can you can listen to this replay on spotify or apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts each and every week but uh we have to do some ads on there so we're going to take a quick break and as soon as we come back we're going to jump on with uh tyler hayes so we'll be back here in just a minute i do want to let everyone know that due to some connection issues with tyler hayes last night on our podcast uh interview we were unable to uh, salvage most of his conversations. He had some good stuff to say, and we are going to have him back on our podcast soon. All right, and we are back here on the Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live podcast, and we are uh, now joined uh, here on the podcast by uh, Campton, Kentucky's, uh, maybe I'll call him 191 Speedway's finest, uh, Tyler Hayes. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us on here this evening. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, I'm honored, but I'm nervous to be going by such a great series. Thank you. So I will try my best. <laughs> uh, you, you'll be fine, man. I'm nervous just being on here with him. That's like uh, dirt racing lore around here anyways. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, listen, coming off a big uh, second-place finish there last night at the Harold Hargrove Memorial Lake Cumberland Speedway, I, I know you, you always want the win, but that was a, it was a good finish there, good group of super stocks there last night, and a good finish for you. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, uh, we're very good with the truth of the matter is we've not been very good at Lake Cumberland or Ponderosa this year. So to have a good run like that, I was – I was very pleased. You know, I think we were a slight adjust away in the feature where I don't know if we could have beat Blake because he, he was he was really rolling. But I think we could have ran a little closer to him. But now we're just one small adjustment away, I think. And so, so we're moving in the right direction for those tracks, I do believe. Tyler, one thing I want to let you—I want to uh, have a few other things here before we let you go this evening. Uh, and uh, I do apologize—we're having some some uh, issues with connection here. I think it is uh, fans, but I want to—I just want to thank you for joining us. And hopefully, here soon, uh, we're going to keep doing this, so we'll be able to get Tyler back on here. But Tyler, I wanted you to help us with something uh, real quick, if you don't mind. If you've been following our podcast, you know there's a game we like to play called Stump the West, and uh, my co-host here is. Uh, somewhat of a guru of useless knowledge and uh that particularly relates to dirt racing and uh so i always try to stump the west i've got five questions here for him they're all related to parts on a race car and um if he misses the uh question if he gets it wrong you're going to have a chance to save him do you mind to help us with that i'll help as i can <laughs> All right, well, one of the things I realized, I had a short time of being able to drive a race car myself, and I thought I knew a lot about cars till I bought a race car and realized I didn't know anything as a, as a fan of the sport for all my life. So I'm going to test Wes's knowledge to see if he knows more than I did when I first started. All right, Wes, you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Uh, all right, so the brake is on the 
and the gas is on the the brake is on the left and the gas is on the right all right starting out here you could alex and i can tell already he knows he knows a lot about cars getting the getting the first answer right at least yeah at least we know he could get in the hopefully go up and down the highway at least he knows where the gas and brake pedal is so good deal first that's a good start wes i tell you what here we go all right the part that makes a proper fuel and air ratio for combustion engines Say that one more time. All right. The part that makes a proper fuel and air ratio mixture for combustion engines. You're talking about the filter? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> All right, Tyler. I'm going to let you save him. The carburetor. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> Come in there. <laughs> Saving the day is uh, Tyler Hayes here on the on the podcast and Stump the West. All right, okay. Now it's going to get easier from here, I promise, Wes. So don't worry. All right, the part that moves an engine's power to a car's wheels. It's connected to the engine. I'll I'll, I'll specify that as well. The transmission. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this get buy this guy a race car. He's ready to go. All right, ready so to race, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I need help working on it. Though. Put me in, coach. All right, here we go. All right, the nuts that uh, this is too easy, but you know what? I have to cut you a break every now and then. The nuts that hold a race car's wheels on are called lug nuts. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, so all right, so if he answers one more correct, he wins, and I couldn't stump the West. All right, the exhaust on most race cars is referred to as uh, say that one more time. All right, the exhaust on most race cars is referred to as that's a trick question. <laughs> no, or I'm, or I'm over. I'm overthinking it. Yeah, you might be. I probably am. Help me out, Tyler. I'm overthinking this. I may be too, but I'm thinking headers. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. I was uh, I was overthinking it way uh, way too much. <laughs> All right, there we go. I was not able to stump the West, thanks to Tyler Hayes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyways, better than I would have done. I'm going to be honest with you. Somebody was throwing those questions at me. So, good job, Wes. I'll I'll give it to you. I was not able to stump the West. So, you had to have a little bit of help, but, uh, but not sure too bad. I sure did. I was, I was ready to answer, you know, racing history questions, not, not about the race car. So, Tyler absolutely saved me this week. Tyler, just just another question here, and I'm gonna let these guys ask you one more too before we let you go. It's been a joy to have you on here, but uh, yeah, I know I know winning is important to you, uh, but just out of curiosity, aside from that, what do you enjoy most about racing? 
All right, Tyler Hayes here on the podcast, and guys, we, we will get him back on here sometime soon and uh, and give it another shot. I know we were having an issue there with uh, cutting in and out there. Hardly, it was really it was hard at times to hear what he what he had to say. I know he had some good stuff to say, yep, so yeah. I I hate that. So, but we'll, we'll we'll do it again here sometime soon and and give it another shot because, uh, like I said, I, that's that's unfortunate, but uh, but we'll we'll work it out next time. Uh, Jeff, you you know we, we didn't let you talk as much, but part of it was you you were losing the mic as well. We got that figured out, buddy. Uh, but but thank you for joining us on here this evening. You do a lot for our sport and race and rumble. The videos you do, it's just uh, it's amazing what uh, what you do each and every week because it's it's time consuming. It has to be. Well, you know, it's all about trying to get more people exposed to the sport. Um, you know, you know, wife and I, you know, went back from. It was a couple of weeks ago. We came back from Rock Castle. You know, they had the big special event with the Tony Lanham Memorial. And I'm like, you know, this is what I'd like this track to be able to have every Saturday night. You know, and, and I, you know, I want to see these places be successful. And, and uh, you know, the only way I can do it right now, I, I don't want to work directly for one track. But the way I can help all of them is just do my video gig. Um, try to get more involved with stuff like this and, and just try to pass my knowledge around. Um I got a couple of cool ideas coming up, you know, like about dragging new people to the racetrack. And I'm actually going to be doing it to some folks that I work with that have never, ever been to a racetrack. And, you know, they're 45, 50 years old. And I got a night coming up where I'm going to drag them basically to Rock Castle. We're going to load them in my wife's car and take them to a racetrack, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I want to try to expose that to fans. And, and hopefully, you know, they'll kind of copy what I'm doing and so we can start packing these places. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I agree. Yeah. That's a cool idea. I like that. Get get the guys at work and get them involved. Take them and show them what what the the sport of dirt racing is that we love so much. Yeah, but it's kind of funny because I you know I was actually showing a YouTube video at work the other day to this one guy. He's walking by and he's like, "What is that?" And I says, "Well, that's what I do on a Saturday night. You know, I go and I watch these cars." And he's like. What are going to run into each other? I'm like, well, that's part of the fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to be loading them in a car in a couple of weeks and taking them to Rock House. And hopefully, if he sees it, he's going to be enjoy it and you know keep going back and, and tell other people that might not have been to the track. But uh, we need to figure out a way to get more butts in those seats. Yeah, I know, man. I I agree. How did? Let me ask you. How does it compare being you know from Wisconsin? Crowd-wise, just overall, how, how does it compare local racing here? You know, racing developed differently. Um, up there in Wisconsin in the 60s and 70s, the people that built and owned the racetracks built them as a business to make money. Um, and some of those businessmen had other forms of income where they were involved in local media. You know, they advertised their car dealership or the fact that they own, so they knew how to work well with media. So it got to a point in the 70s and 80s where, you know, a local Saturday night track could pull in 4,000 people. And, you know, if you're putting 100 cars in the pits and 4,000 people in the stands, you're making money and you're making a living. And that's kind of how racing in Wisconsin developed. The problem is now with the downturn in the economy around 2010, 2011, a lot of them people that were making a living off the tracks could no longer do so. And from that point on, it, it has been a struggle to get back to there. Um, but I would, I would say a good weekly show should be able to put 1,500 people in the stands still in this day and age. 
And and that's what I would love to see. I'd love to see it at Rock Castle. I'd love to see it at Lake Cumberland. And we're not talking specials. I want. I would love to see a Saturday night show with fifteen hundred people showing up. And that's one way or another. I'm going to try to help make that happen. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think it's awesome. You know, I think that's the end goal for all of us. I think that's what we that's what we all want for sure. And all these things are a win win for tracks, and uh, definitely some good. Th- things headed in the right direction uh, for sure over the last several years for all of our tracks and so it's uh, it's definitely good to see well we've got one more item of business before we all jump off here every week Wes and I pick the the winners of one of our our local events coming up and uh, so uh, Jeff we're going to let you join in on this this week as well uh, but one of us so this is we're calling this the steak dinner challenge and we're tied right now two to two I tied him up last weekend, but we're going to pick the winner of the uh, late models coming up this weekend, Friday, at Ponderosa Speedway. And uh, I'm going to let you, I'm, I'll tell you what, Jeff, uh, since you're the guest, you get to go first. Uh, who you think's going to win Friday yeah, I, night? I, I think Chilton's going to make a rebound. He, his luck's going to turn around, and he's going to win it, Michael Chilton. All right. There you go. What that's about a, you, Wes? That's a really good pick, Jeff. Uh Chilton so showed glimpses, uh, you know, had some uh, tough breaks there last night, and uh, came back, uh, transferred in through uh, through his B main, and uh, started deep in the field. I think he worked nineteenth uh, to ninth, um, you know, in, in fifty laps, and a pretty pretty stacked field uh, to come through. Uh, so that's a that's a very good pick, Josh. Since you tied it up. Yesterday, I'm going to give you second pick. I'll take third this week. Well, I wasn't anticipating that at all, but I'm going to stick with the pick I had. I I don't know if I don't know if this is going to be the right thing or not. But uh, you know what? I think you went with Chilton, and I and we've talked about even on here. I mean, this hasn't been the typical year for Chilton. I'm I'm going to go with someone uh, who um, has been very successful in modifying. Of course. Uh, one of the best uh, in this area overall when it comes to late models as well. I tell you what, Victor Lee, yep. the last couple of weeks at Richmond, he was real close. And last night he sets fast time, sets on the pole of the feature. He is getting that late model bad close uh, to, to Victory Lane. And I think this Friday night at Ponderosa Speedway, it's right there. It's his home track. And I, I think Victor Lee gets it done this weekend. That's a fun pick. That's <laughs> a that's a that's another really good pick and uh, fun to watch him last night uh, and his success in both uh, the super late model and his open wheel. I love to see it when he does uh, double duty, and uh, I'm sure he was wore out uh, at the at the end of the night. Uh, I'd talked to him uh, prior to uh, the drivers meeting, and uh, you know. Yeah, there's two good picks. Um, man, so many good drivers uh, and possibilities that uh, that could show up there on Friday night. Um, I'm going to go with Cross Lanes, West Virginia, Zach Dome, and the number 17, Longhorn. That's my pick. 
Hey, that's a good pick too, but I'm surprised. We got three of us and Josh Rice was left on the table. So uh, there you go. I think he'll be there and it'll be tough to beat. It'll be a good field overall this uh, this Friday night at Ponderosa Speedway. We've got several of our viewers here. The, the, the ones that are left are making their picks with us here. So if you haven't already, tell us who you think is going to win uh, this Friday night at Ponderosa Speedway. Join in there with us. Please do so. Comment. Let us know who your pick to win is. We've told you ours. So Jeff picked Michael Chilton. Uh, uh, Wes picks Zach Dome and uh, and Victor Lee for myself. I think he gets it done this weekend. Uh, real quick, guys, just just to recap or just to uh, look forward to this weekend of racing. Of course, we've already talked about it this weekend. Friday night at Ponderosa, the uh, Pete Abel Memorial for the Valvoline Ironman Late Model Series and support classes there. Uh, Richmond Raceway on Saturday night is going to have the uh, Chew on This Jerky Super Stock Series, two thousand to win with support classes for them. Uh, Lake Cumberland Speedway is running on Sunday night this weekend, and then uh, Rockcastle Speedway having a, a show on Saturday night, September the 3rd, Mountain Motor on Monday, or not Mountain Motor, uh, Thunder Mountain, that is, on Monday night for their very first event, so it's going to be a fun weekend, uh, and, uh, and, and we look forward to it. Did I miss anything? No, but one one thing I was going to mention, uh, I had saw um, earlier today. Um, uh, keep uh, Keith Decker in your prayers. Uh, Keith had a heart attack last night at uh, Lake Cumberland Speedway. I, I saw that on uh, on Facebook uh, earlier today. So uh, just uh, just be with uh, be with him and uh, keep him in your prayers um, this evening. Yes, absolutely. I didn't absolutely. know if you guys had saw that. I agree. I did, yes, and I hated to see that. I know Keith's yeah. been around for years. He's been fun to watch there at, at Lake Cumberland, so we certainly uh, wish him the best. Our thoughts or prayers are, are with him, absolutely. Jeff, where are you headed this weekend? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I had just posted a little while ago that uh, the calendar is going to be busy, 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 and uh, – the uh, first person right out of the gate guessed where I'm all heading, <laughs> and, they, and they nailed it 100%. Um, the only thing they missed is that uh, before the race at Ponderosa on Friday, I'm going to be stopping for some energy drinks on Thursday so I can get through four racetracks. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Ponderosa is going to be a place to be on Friday night. Um, I'm actually heading to Rockcastle on Saturday. I mean, I've been... I haven't been there now in like six weeks. I'm starting to get withdrawals. So, I, you know, I got to go back or I'm going to be getting a nervous tick. Um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, Sunday back to Lake Cumberland. Uh, I got a new neat spot that I'm shooting from. So I'm going to try that again. And then uh, I got to see, you know, you don't have any opportunities to go to a track when they're opening the gates for the first time. So there's, there's no way I can miss going to Thunder Mountain. I got to show up and see that. So that's where I'm heading. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend. And Jeff, I just want to say again, thank you for joining us on here. Be sure to check out his videos. You can subscribe on YouTube to Race Rumble, and then also his Facebook page is uh, Racing uh, Racing Rumble. Uh, send him a friend request there on Facebook. We do appreciate everything you do for our sport. Thank you to everyone out there listening to us who's still on here with us on the podcast. Uh, we want to thank you so much for watching live. Do want to let you know you can always catch the replay of our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That should be up tomorrow. We look forward to seeing you all at the racetrack this weekend. You all have a good evening. We'll see you next Sunday at 7 p.m.